SAFM 104 to 107 nationwide. 18 minutes after two, uh, this is her story. And today we are looking into the life of Pila Porsche Andwandwe, who was an AMK operative uh, operating out of uh, um, Swaziland. And uh, she died, uh, obviously, uh, while she was busy with her her activism and so on. I, I do want to unpack her life. And the best person we could think of at this point to help us unpack her life is Max Dupre, who is an author and journalist and all right, uh, full on. South African who remembers these times very, very clearly. Max, thank you very much for your time and for joining us. What, what do you remember uh, of, of Pila, uh, Max? It's such a remarkable story that I wish every South African would know about this extraordinary woman. Mm. Um, you know, she was destined to become the most senior controversies with commander, mm. fe- female commander. Um, she was in a in a class of of Chief Mantatisi, you know, one of those warrior women, and yet so many so few people know her. Well, she she uh, she was arrested when she uh, left school because of her political activities, and in 1985 she skipped the country and joined in controversies where she was trained in Angola. Max, let me just um, let me just interrupt you there just quickly. Do we have a sense of how old she is? I mean, when you say school, she was in varsity, was she not already? No, she was. She left um, immediately after school. Okay, she, so she never. She okay. So the reports about her having started in University of Durban, not quite. No. Okay. All right. So do we know how old she was at the time? I think she was twenty, nineteen or twenty. Okay. When All she right. left the country. Okay. Yeah. Mm. And. Um, and then she was sent back to um, Swaziland, mm. where she took over, and this is quite a remarkable story, the Natal Command. Mm. Um, and here was this young woman, still in her 20s, and she was commanding a whole bunch of, mm. of men uh, in one of the most important theaters of war form controversies, where doing the whole, whole of uh, KwaZulu-Natal, or Natal as it then was. Mm. And... Uh, and she was quite uh, um, extraordinary in the sense that men feared her. And yet she was, you know, if you see the picture, she was a rather beautiful, <laughs> a beautiful looking person. And men feared her because and she was a heavy, she was into heavy jazz. She was physically very strong. And uh, so, cut a long story short, in 1988, um, she met with people arrived in Manzini mm. in a car, and they appeared to be former co- comrades of hers of Mkwantuisizwe. Mm. And so she had a nice chat with them, and then she said to her colleagues in Manzini, she's going to go for a quick ride with these guys. Mm. And she was never seen again. Can I ask you, Max, is this the time when she was under the leadership of Ayanda Lodo, who we now know, I think she's now the minister, correct? Is that is that then? No, no, mm. Ayanda is younger. Okay, all right. Um, no, in fact, one of her commanders was uh, uh, Ronnie Casals, who ah, told me quite, quite quite a bit of the story. Ah, okay. You know, you know, must, Ayanda's a bit, a bit younger. Mm, all We're right. talking about mid-80s now. Got you. So then she disappeared, and I remember the stories about this famous woman 
Did she become an Askari? Did she go to Flock Blast? Mm. Uh, was she killed? You know, what happened? And nobody knew. Mm. And for all the... And I'm talking about 1988 here. Mm. So the first time we hear of what had happened to her was in 1997, when the Truth Commission sat. Mm. And men came forward to ask for amnesty for killing her. Mm. And their names, let me just look, Captain Andy Taylor, Colonel Johannes Stein, and Major Henty Boerta came and they asked for amnesty. And her family and all her friends and the father of her child, here, the child Kabang, who was born in 88, mm. and uh, father of a child, everybody was so surprised. And so the story unfolded that, that uh, the men who went to Manzini to, to talk to her were already Askaris. They were already uh. former MK men who worked for Flak Plus. Yeah. And they smuggled her back over the border. And then they detained her in a house uh, outside Durban, outside Peter Maritzburg. Mm. And so we, this story we hear from the application of for amnesty of all these security policemen. At the TRC. And they said they wanted to turn her, as they said. They wanted to put pressure on her so she would tell her all the secrets because she knew the entire structure uh, of Mkwondo Sizwe in Mozambique and in Natal. And so she would have been a fantastic catch for the security police. Mm. And so they, 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 tell, they told the Truth Commission that they questioned her, but she, her resolve was firm, and they threatened her, and they promised her money, and she said, I will never betray. So they sent new men, new interrogators from, from Pretoria to come and talk to her, and this guy also said, this woman absolutely refused, and you said, you can kill me, but I will not say a word, and I will not work with you. So then, they, they, put her in a grave, they're right outside this house, and they shot her in the head. So now what we, we do we, in 1997, they take the Truth Commission to this grave. And there they dig up a body, and yes, there is a bullet hole in her head, and it's her, her, her skeleton. But there are no clothes. There's only a, a little plastic bag. Mm. And so the Truth Commission asked these guys, so why was she naked? And one guy said, it was because we didn't want her to be, her clothes to be recognized later, which was a, such a lame excuse that people almost laughed. Mm. And so the story as we, as we put it together is that she was actually that they stripped her naked. And they denied torturing her, but I, I never believed them. Yeah. That they, they kept her, they took her clothes off. And so, you know, if you take someone's clothes off, they are far more vulnerable. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then she refused and they killed her. Um, and that was the, the, the story. And suddenly, uh, her, the father of her child, um, then knew for the first time, and uh, shortly after the Truth Commission uh, end, ended with a story, 
uh, former President Nelson Mandela attended a parade and he handed a, bra- a medal for bravery mm. to Pila, but given to her son Tabang. You know, and the- it became such a beautiful, beautiful story. And I mean, when you think about Tabang, I don't know, I think she, he was two months old or something like that when, yeah, when she disappeared. Yeah, he, she was still breastfeeding him yes. when she disappeared. And, and I mean, that speaks a, a lot about her resolve at that time when, when you've left a two-month-old baby behind and, and the pressure, as you said, I mean, nobody believes that there wasn't interrogation that was ruthless and, and all. I mean, it can't be. There's, we know we, there's, no, there's no way I would believe that yeah. they didn't talk to her. And, and so that says a lot about her bravery. Her resolve and obviously her commitment to to fighting for this cause for all of us, I suppose, is essentially. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And her son, well, how old must the son be? He must be out of school already. I saw him when uh, he was uh, in high school, and he looked exactly like his mother. <laughs> he was strong. Um, he really was was a good-looking, confident. Uh, young man, and I think the uh, the, the uh, credit should also go to his yeah. for bringing him up that way. Max, I mean, we don't hear, you know, you said this earlier when we started this conversation that this is a woman that we should be hearing a lot from or about at least. And, you know, this is quite a story, but we don't hear about some of these stories. And I mean, I, I, I'm trying to wrap my head around why is it that some of these stories go untold in the way that they should be? Yeah. I don't know. It's something, there's something wrong with us as South Africans. Mm-hmm. We we remember the wrong things and we don't remember the the, the right things and we don't celebrate the right people. Mm. I I've um, given particular in, I had particular interest in this story because I was so touched by it. Mm. So I made a television documentary mm. on it. People can find it when they Google in YouTube. Yeah. Go to YouTube and type in TRC Pilandwandwe uh, and you will see the documentary mm. for free. And I also wrote a whole chapter in in a history book um, published a few years ago so, on on this remarkable story. Yo, so here's the thing. So we we had a massive conversation amongst ourselves because this is what I want to ask you: Why were you so touched about this particular story? I kept saying to my producers, Max is so invested in the story, in this story, and I don't know if there's a connection. I don't know if there's a personal connection. Why did this story touch you as much as, as it did, Max? Because you've done a lot with this story. Yes, I have. Yeah. Uh, because I, I'm old enough yeah. to to realize what it took mm. of a young black woman mm. with a two three month old baby. Th- that courage was something that I had not seen before. Mm. So I was I was mesmerized by by her strength mm. as a woman soldier and a woman commander, which is already unusual. Mm. And then the story as it as it unfolded, what would it have what would it have taken for her just to say, Okay, I'll tell you a little bit. Mm. It would have saved her life. Mm. And and that was the commitment. She said, I will never betray. I will never betray my comrades. She knew she was going to die. And she still didn't do it. Um and I just find that as a as a metaphor for how strong and how good human beings can be.
Max, I really appreciate the time that you've taken. Really appreciate it. And thank you for, for your relentless take on the story and for, for keeping it alive because we need people like yourself to do that. And yes, we will uh, send the link out as well as we tweet. Max Depreide, author and journalist. And uh, we are looking at the life of Pila Porsche Ndwandwe, who we're celebrating in her story. It's just gone 2.30. Let's get the very latest with Uzi Lesaku.